Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Hey, everybody, this is Erin here in the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Happy episode number seven. It's been a little bit since we did our last podcast dealing with what I've been calling an experience. I'm trying to mix those in every once in a while amongst all the tips and life uh, happenings and things like that. So tonight here in the studio, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about an experience that happened September 2020. I uh, always love hunting for good deals, good furniture, and you just never know where you're going to find it. My preference typically is estate sales. I feel like there's a little bit more controlled environment. Sometimes the furniture is a little nicer only because if they're wanting to do an estate sale, that typically means that there is items of value that they want to get rid of. Does that make sense? Uh, probably if this state wasn't worth much, you're probably not going to find they put the effort into having a state so. So for me, that's kind of been my bread and butter for projects. And I don't hit them all the time. You know, I only have so much space for inventory and do my best not to overpile up, right? You know, we all have that problem. But in September 2020, I came across a listing on Marketplace for an antique buffet. It didn't look too great on the listing, but the price was really affordable. And when I say affordable, in my area, if you can get a nice piece of furniture for $50, you're doing really good. $100, you might get a little nicer piece. $150, it better need no repairs, be brand name, be all wood, that kind of thing. But $50, you're going to take a, you know, my first question usually is, what part of town are you in? Because for $50, you know, the closer the better, right? If you're paying $200 for something, which it better be a crazy good piece, but you also don't want to travel two hours for it. Anyways, I kind of find out what part of town it's in. And so I came across this listing and I wasn't too concerned because I wasn't going to travel very far for it. It looked like it had the good, uh, we call it good bones, good shape, good design. And so I figured it was worth checking out. So we jumped in, I jokingly say, the Bowtie Treasures Chariot and headed over there. When we arrived at the address, it it really wasn't in, in an older neighborhood. And the house was not in, it was, let's say, a 20s, 30s brick and probably had some add-ons to it. It was a simple house. But unfortunately, you can tell that it was not kept up. Weeds everywhere. In fact, the buffet was almost pretty much at the street. I'm going to say in a ditch, but it wasn't too deep. It just was not. It was up towards the street in the weeds. Not a good look. You know, you don't really want to go to a house. And when you drive up there, it's pretty much almost at the street. You kind of want to know that it's been taken care of. Um, But this was... I quickly realized the picture was not telling the whole story. Not that the picture can, but you really want to tell a lot from a photograph. Well-kept, well-staged. The room it's in is clean. 
that kind of thing. So I quickly uh, realized once I started doing my inspection that heat and humidity had done a job on this piece. And when I and here in Pensacola, Florida, humidity is pretty common. That means you're talking about 50 to 100% humidity. And what happens is the, hum- the humidity soaks into that wood and things, the, bl- the wood starts to expand. That means doors don't close very well, drawers don't slide very well. That's pretty typical of pieces that maybe are, sometimes you'll find a piece of furniture that someone has left in their back porch, you know, a covered porch, but it's still outside, or it was left in their garage, for example. But based on previous experiences, I concluded that I could probably get past the wood issues. I had purchased some Ethan Allen dressers a couple years before that, and what happened was I I bought them because when they were name brand, all wood, and they were in decent condition, but they weren't the drawers weren't sliding very well. And the way I found out that they were humidity ridden was that I had brought them into my house, put them into a a spare bedroom that I'd kind of kept inventory in at the time. Well, when it came time to actually work on them, I went knowing that they were very difficult to open the drawers. All of a sudden, you know, things were sliding a lot better. I finally realized, oh, well, the home, our home, you're, when you have an air conditioner home, it's the, the principle is that you're removing humidity from the air. So the, over time, the humidity had, the wood had not contracted, so things got better. So I kind of felt like, well, maybe this will be what will happen here. So if not, I probably would have said, don't do this because the drawer needs to slide, the doors need to close, all those things. So based on previous experience, I thought, let's do this. So I went ahead and purchased the buffet. But while we were there, there was, so I was dealing with a gentleman, a little older, you know. So my wife and we had noticed that this young couple was pulling stuff from the house. And there was a large dumpster out on the front lawn. And they were just throwing things in there, trash, you know, whatever. But you can you could tell that they were emptying the place out. My personality is not one to want to put somebody out or inconvenience anybody. My wife, on the other hand, she doesn't mind prodding and asking questions. So, of course, she asks the question, do you have other pieces for sale? Which is a great question. Because sometimes you don't know that unless you check them out on Facebook, you don't know that they have other listings. I don't think they did at the time. But she did ask, do you have other pieces for sale? Well, he, you know, of course, he's like, well, do you want to come in and look? And because uh, we had noticed an old beat up chair sticking up out of the dumpster. And my thought is, oh, no, what else did they throw away? So, you know, of course, we kind of took took a peek into the dumpster to see if there's anything else we we're missing. We weren't. But when you start seeing furniture in the dumpster, you know, I, is there something else I should be rescuing? But it made us wonder for sure what else was in the house. He said, sure, come on in and look around. So we did. Of course, didn't smell great place was a mess. There was papers and just stuff laying everywhere. And you really couldn't see the floor. There's enough debris. And also, there are small carpets everywhere. Well, come to find out the small carpets were protecting the floor because the floor is all wood, but it's also soft. And so you know there was rot, 
probably termite damage on the wood floor or whatever it was. It just was not in a good, you know, the creaked and sagged and moved. It was not a good situation. But we just looked around. The living room to the right was empty of any furniture. There was, you can kind of tell when, it's interesting, you can go into a home, you kind of tell when the person got to an age where time just stopped. All the tech is 80s or 90s and nothing new was, that's kind of how it was. Everything was old. Tape recorders, VHS, you just knew that was about the time that either someone moved on or just stopped caring about or couldn't didn't have the money to upgrade any of it. I like to say time stopped in that home. We went to the back, straight ahead to the back room, and it, it looked like it was the family room. Big, huge speakers, old stereo equipment, tapes, cassette tape, just stuff everywhere like that. Well, off to the left was a huge antique buffet. And I say antique, we're talking probably 1880s. It was definitely old. This is the kind of buffet that had a mirror on the back above the buffet and had posts. And it was, it was a monster. It was huge. Now I titled, um, just so you know, when I do the podcast, a little kind of, it's hard for me to show visual since I'm not doing video. I typically name my pieces. So what you can do is you can go to Bowtie Treasures on Facebook and search my my Facebook page, Bowtie Treasures. And you can look for these names, these pieces by name, and see the ones that I'm talking about. So the piece that I bought first, well, I, t- I called Grant. So if you search for Grant on Bowtie Treasures Facebook page, you'll see the piece that I painted titled Grant. It needed a lot of work. It had I finally had to kind of glue some of the structure of the cabinets together so the things would slide and work well. But Grant was not as big of a project as the next, and that the, the buffet that I'm talking about now is David Lee. So David Lee was huge, uh, probably at least, uh, it was about six foot long, wide that is, just a monster of a piece. And they had piled and piled and piled stuff on it. Bags, cassette tapes, all the, the drawers had, everything was packed. It was like a storage unit inside that thing. Um, I We did not get everything out of it when I bought it. Just when I had bought it, everything kind of came with it. So I found all kinds of bags. Like he would have uh, lighter fluid, just four or five containers in a bag, and he had tied knots. So it just kind of almost hoarding all these things. I forget what all is in there. Everything from empty bottles, empty liquor bottles, and old lighters, and just you can imagine. And unfortunately, some of it had leaked, and I had to really do a lot of work to get that out. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but when I came in there and saw this piece, my mouth dropped because you just don't see those things in anybody's homes, let alone in the condition it was in. And so I asked him, I said, well, what about this piece? Is it for sale? He said, well, how much would you pay to take it out? Almost like he was getting rid of it. I knew when he was saying that, I thought to myself, he didn't want to mess with it. There was no way they were getting this done in the dumpster, and I'm glad. But uh, I just quickly offered him a super low amount of money. It was because pretty much I was doing him a favor by taking it out. And he said, sure, that sounds good. I'm like, wow, okay. Well, there's, we went ahead at that time, and 
put Grant in our SUV and took that home with the idea that I was going to come back later that day with my trailer, my enclosed trailer, and I would pick up David Lee. While we were there and I was inspecting David Lee and kind of figuring out what I needed to do, I think we may have started pulling stuff out of that and pulling stuff off so I can, I can figure out how to take it apart. Was it, No way it was fitting through the doors with the mirror and the top on it. My wife had um, had walked, I think, with one of the couple and went to the back. And I guess there was a room in the middle of the house that just was packed with more modern, low-end furniture. And I say low-end, you know, not all wood, not, not uh, antique. And they had... A tall and a, a tall dresser and a nightstand. I did we did purchase that piece and that set was called is called Eric and Tiffany E R I C Eric and Tiffany, and you can see the blending I did on that piece. That those that set turned out nice. I kept it simple, uh, nothing super fancy, but it was nice to get multiple pieces from them that day. But it was just crazy to walk in and see this antique that was who knows how how old how long that they had had it unfortunately my guess is they didn't have air conditioning running in that house because the humidity had got to it when humidity and things like that get to wood uh, not only does it swell it could start uh, cracking heat can break down the glue and so a lot of the pieces of the wood things were just not where they needed to be they had put some modern, big, chunky wheels on the bottom, probably so they could move it around to get it into where it, the place it was at. I knew I was taking a big chance on this piece because I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. So when I offered him the amount of money, I really didn't know the condition of the piece because it was covered up so bad. I just felt like for, I, I needed to rescue it. That was really the task at hand. So... Came back with the trailer. Um, fortunately, the the young couple, the the guy was I don't know, he was probably twenty one, and uh, he helped. It took us probably thirty minutes to clear all the stuff off top of it, on the sides around it, just to make room so I can get it out of the corners. And so we we finally got it cleared. Then it was like. Okay, now how do I get the mirror and the top off? Fortunately, it was kind of a setup where everything just kind of sat down on top of everything. So once we started lifting things, moving it around, we were able to get it down to mainly just the cabinet itself. But this cabinet, this I don't even know how much it weighed. It was insane. Fortunately, my wife and I have these shoulder straps. If you've seen commercials where these people put the straps over their shoulders... And then you run the strap between the two people and you can carry a piece pretty much dividing the weight. It's really a great piece. We, we take it wherever we go. Wherever we take our trailer, we take that, those straps with us and allows us to take dressers downstairs, from basements, across the lawn, places that you just can't use a cart. It's saved us so many times. But that thing was able, I, we used to get David Lee out to the trailer. So we were just ecstatic to save it. Again, getting it home, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It goes into the garage at home, and uh, I'm working. I'm, I have to spend hours and hours, one, trying my best to re-glue 
like the shelves inside the cabinet need to be re-glued. So you got to clamp it and you've got, and I'd sanded a lot of this stains from all the liquids that he had in there and putting those back, just all kinds of conditioning. Veneer was cracked. You can just imagine uh, when you see pictures of David Lee on my Facebook page, you understand how big of a piece it was. And uh, in hindsight, uh, I probably painted a little too glamorously because it took a while to sell. Now, keep in mind, no, most people don't have room for a David Lee in their house. I actually did sand the stop, uh, top. I, I, I patched the holes where the pillars went. I had to, I patched and then I stained the top. There was no way really to rescue the whole top itself. It was in multiple pieces. It was coming apart. And I just knew um, that I was going to have to separate that. Today, I actually have the mirror that was on the top. I actually have it in my master bedroom, kind of as a get ready in the morning kind of mirror where you stand and check out your outfit. So it's been really great to have that. And um, But anyways, the rest of it, I eventually did sell that piece not long ago. It probably took me about a year, crazy enough. Now, it wound up going in and out of the booths. I probably moved it four times, and uh, it took a while. But it was very worth rescuing that piece. Um, but that's not the end of the story. The interesting thing about it was after I had brought it home, cleaned it, pretty much dismantled it so I could kind of get the parts and everything where it needed to go. I got a text from the young lady, and uh, this is the fun part of the story. It's like, what do you do? And I'm going to read the conversation. So hopefully, it make, if it doesn't make sense, it's just because it's text texting. But she said, hey, I have a question. Do you still have that dresser with the mirror? I replied, you mean the, you mean the buffet? And she said, yes. Is there any way I could give you the money back and get it from you? It was a family member who rode, who rode by while I was cleaning and showed me pictures and stuff of the family and said that the piece had been in the family for a while and she was really wanting to get it back if she could. Like I said, I have no problem paying you back for it. I could even give you a little more. So that was her, her main question. And then I said, I have already put effort in cleaning it and cleaning into it. Not sure I want to part with it. I mean, I had spent a lot of time going to get it, loading it up, getting it home, taking it apart, cleaning it. I said, it's too bad. If they really wanted it, they didn't make plans to get it a long, a long time ago, or at least at hearing of the emptying of the house. The piece also needs some more work to be usable. I'm going to say when I brought it home, it was not in condition to be used. It just wasn't. So my point to her was that if they wanted it so bad, why didn't they come get it well in advance? Why did they wait till you guys were emptying the house? It's kind of like they were sitting back waiting for them to get a chance, you know. So that was my reply to her. And then she said, I understand and I'm sorry. I really hate to ask you to do this, but she's apparently contacted my landlord as well. And no, basically, I'm in a bind because he's going to report it stolen and everything else and everything else. And I just really am not trying to deal with all of this. I have four kids and I can't afford to lose my place. I think they were cleaning it out so that they could live there. I don't know the arrangement. I really don't know the history of it all. 
So she continues and says, please, I'm begging. My landlord is going to basically try to report it stolen, and then I'm going to be in trouble. I swear originally I was told everything could go. I don't know what the big deal is with the dresser, the buffet, but I promise I can screenshot my landlord. I can screenshot where my landlord is telling me he's going to make a report. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I get in the middle of all this stuff? I said, they can't do anything to you. That was my reply. The piece isn't worth her trouble. I'm like, really, they're going to go through all this just to get that piece back. Technically, I had four pieces. I had David Lee, Grant, and I had Eric and Tiffany, so I had four pieces. And then she says, well, I hope I hope not. He's saying something about getting the camera at the neighbor's house, looked at it, and all kinds of stuff. Basically, I think they were going to pull the footage from the neighbor's cam and to have evidence that they did something illegal. I don't know. I, and so I, I replied to her and I said, all talk, it seems. Doesn't it make sense? It just sounds like they were threatening, 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 which I understand, you know, maybe she didn't do right. I said, so basically I, I ended the conversation by let them, like, let them call the police, let them report it. I mean, what's, what are they going to do? That was the last I, I never heard back from her. So I just figured that probably is what happened. They just went ahead and uh, nothing happened. You know, some people will threaten like that, but I go back to my original statement. If they really wanted it so bad, why didn't they get it early on? Like maybe when, I don't know, the person passed away or, I mean, this piece had probably an eighth of an inch of dirt on it. So who knows how long it had been in that house and they took no action. So it just was, when I get those texts, it just gets to me like, what in the world have I got myself into? Um, if you go back to my previous episode and I on the estate probate, I believe it's episode number three, I had a similar situation happen on that one as well. So uh, where they contacted me after I get the piece of home, I'm like, what is going on with this? So the, the nice thing about estate sales is you're not going to probably get that kind of call. Everything's approved, right? But when you go to somebody's house and you get something like this, so I guess radar's up and you got to be careful. But David Lee turned I had a lot of fun uh, from a woodworking, at least getting your hands and repairing pieces. That one was a very hands-on. Uh, so David Lee was definitely a lot of work. Grant needed a lot of fitting and maybe a little sanding on some drawers and things like that to make work. But for the most part, that turned out to be a fun project. So anyways, I hope that uh, gives you something entertaining to enjoy. Like I said, go back to Bowtie Treasures on Facebook and search for David Lee Grant and also search for Eric and Tiffany and you'll see the pieces that I'm talking about tonight. That's it for episode number seven, talking about David Lee and all those other pieces I did. Be careful when you go out and purchase furniture. I guess if you want to ask questions like, is this stuff clear? Is this stuff good? I don't know if I'd ask those questions, but it didn't even cross my mind. But it really was, I really felt happy about the fact that I was able to rescue that piece with an affordable cost and it found a good home. And I still have part of it in my house, even in my master bedroom with the giant mirror. All right, until the next episode, you guys take care. We'll talk to you soon. Let me know if you have any questions. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, 
please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.